actually, I was on my way to a dinner party at Jones. You want to come? Mm, I don't know. Why were you going? Off to liberate your fellow Oompa Loompas? <laughs> First of all, we're not prisoners there. We work there because we like chocolate. See, you always got to go to my beauty. No, you always have to go to your beauty. I just really like chocolate. <laughs> Yo, yo, here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? <laughs> Hello, welcome to Oh Hell Yes, where I hope our listeners are thriving in abundance. Limitless. Amen. I am Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. What have you been up to, Etsy? <laughs> um, you know, I've been chilling. I have been up on speed with this whole, what's her name? Daniela? The girl? Oh, Danny Lee. Oh, so yes. yeah, you guys obviously know when we're recording this, but <laughs> we recorded these a couple weeks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going down today in uh, the world is the whole Danny Lee the baby thing. Listen, mm-hmm. we all knew what the baby was. We all knew. Yeah. yeah. It sucks that she's the last to find out. <laughs> you know, it's something where a lot of these girls. Especially these um these non-black girls, these racially ambiguous girls, they think they're special. And then they find out that they're not, and then it's the hardest lesson to learn. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, um they I feel so bad because like if our listeners <laughs> It's the Shut truth. Up. Okay, let's get into it. Do I want to lean in with my whole chest on this? Do I want to say what I want to say? Cute, but let's get into it. There is a I big mean, that group. was cute, but I'm saying like a lot of them be like, no, no, I can change him or I can I can deal with this black man. I can do this. He going to do what I say and Let or I do what he say. You. We got rules, you know. There is a lot. There is a big group of women out there, non-black women, right? Mixed women biracial ambiguous women who think that because they aren't black or because they aren't dark-skinned that makes them special that that ain't shit-ass nigga is all of a sudden gonna turn to some type of prince charming from a fucking disney movie (laughs) because they got light skin and loose curly hair y'all know what it is man please (laughs) well she know what it is now yeah Uh, had to learn the ultimate lesson not all of them okay not all of them a lot of them there's a big but it's enough to where it's a majority it feels like a majority i haven't done any polls we're not going to do a poll about this yeah it definitely feels like a majority you know some of them are actually smart they'll leave without having a fucking baby bitch (laughs) (laughs) he played you right gotcha No, it's oh an unfortunate situation, and she didn't want the baby to be seen, and it's like, now he didn't get unshowed the baby, and it's like, the baby done showed the baby, and... <laughs> the baby done showed the baby. Yes, yes, the actual child. And it's just, uh, I don't know, and then the baby's all around all that negative energy. You know they can feel that shit, like... Uh. Babies can. Um, they can't talk. That's why the other senses are heightened, you know what I mean? Yes. So let's get into this episode titled a little romance mm-hmm. original air date 11 24 2002 written by gloria ketterer Mm-mm-mm. this was a good one i liked it so we're gonna get into this cold open um etsy give me that cold open 
Yeah, so Tony is coming out of her car, and then she sees Todd, and they're kind of going back and forth, the jokes, how they like, like cutting each other's ass and shit. She's talking about how he's, he's short, and then he's talking about how he liked chocolate, and then she's like, what are you talking about? Like, stop talking about me, and he's like, no, I just like chocolate, or whatever, whatever, (laughs) and then Todd wants to invite Tony out to eat. He wants to take her out on a date, but Tony's like, oh, I'm about to go to Joan's dinner party. But then she invites him and she's like, well, I mean, you can come. And then Todd is first is like, oh, I don't know. I ain't really my friends. I don't know. I know y'all niggas like that. And Tony is like, nah, come through. It's going to be cute or whatever. So yeah, Todd and Tony goes to Joan's place with all the girls are there. Plus William, plus um, Ellis, plus Ellis. Yeah. Joan's nigga. And yeah, they're talking about how <laughs> how William goes. Bottom line, all women are whores. Oh. <laughs> yeah, whores. He Something says like whores. That. Yeah, chill. This whole scene has like really like it's a lot of back and forth. So we can say our favorite lines from this scene um, or notable lines. But it's basically the men against the women having conversations about the standards that we put on each gender when it comes to relationships and seeking out those relationships. Um, was there anything of note that anyone said that made you go, huh? Um, not really. They was just talking about physical standards of attractiveness and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, this always plays out real cute in the TV and in the movies. Well, we all know that (laughs) men and women (laughs) do not have the same peer pressure for physical attractiveness. Like kill that noise. Yeah. And it's also really funny. As you said that I remembered like, it is really cute on TV because nobody's getting mad and storming out and leaving the party because they're frustrated with this conversation. Everyone's just with it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like in real life, a real heated argument would ensue. Plates would be thrown. Drinks would be thrown. Someone's going to get in their feelings. 100%. But they're all laughing and giggling. Yeah, it's like, uh, OK. Ain't nothing to and Tony's about. going hard on like... Todd shortness like it, it kind of cut me a little bit I invite you here to eat not to talk little fella <laughs> you see that's another thing you judge us by superficial standards he's too short he's too bald he's got jock itch yeah cool yeah she's definitely going in and then here comes William everybody has a price it's just like William yeah and, and I will say I have to point this out because it really it bothers my ears a bit, but Ellis's American accent. <laughs> uh, Adrian Lester, I love you. Love you down. Love you down. Um, Friend to the show. But Jesus. So you wouldn't sleep with William for $10 million? Joan, don't worry. I'm going to hold on to you at least till you mature. It's just, it's almost there. It's it's like out of a scale of one to 10, I'd say seven and a half. Not quite. What would you say? Um, I would say I would give it around the same, like a seven. I don't know what the half is for. It's definitely a solid seven for me. Cause I couldn't decide between a seven or an eight, so I said seven and a half. But the accent, it needs work, man. It needs it needs work. <laughs> yeah. And every time he talks, I'm like, I hear every word that's wrong, and I'm like, and the nasally, like he's overdoing the nasally, and it's killing me. Um, they always they they uh end up talking about in this uh scene about women and men have standards men like women with big ass well no not big asses they said a perfect ass her 
butt's too big. Uh, huh? Her butt is too flat. Uh, her butt is too wide. Her butt is too jiggly. Her butt's too perfect. Oh, guys, sorry, I can't help it. Look what I'm working with. Uh, Shoot, I'm a 10. Uh, <laughs> my oh my, uh, have we changed? <laughs> it's a total 180 now because back then it was weird. They want all that now. Yeah. I think also they're talking about a certain demographic because even back then, like 2000 and what is that? 2002 ish. Yeah. The video girl aesthetic was very much a thing, you know, in the black community, almost at its peak. Not yet. You know, that was very much considered like super attractive. And I think they're talking about mm, a little bit more white because I'm hearing not too big, not too curvy, not too what? What are you guys talking about? I don't know, because they didn't, they didn't specify who they were talking about. No, like what? they didn't. But when you're talking about how Joan isn't a bad bitch, like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Weird. The, the only curvy one in the group isn't a bad bitch. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they, they build it up. I mean, listen, Jill Marie Jones is gorgeous. No, all them Not that she's not, but when Joan dresses up, she can, she can rival Tony. Tony. You think so? I think so. I mean, all of them are very attractive. It's hard to really pick, to be honest. And it's like, it's really weird on TV land when, especially when you're dealing with women, like, all of them look good. They're trying to make one look like the ugly girl. It's giving me boomerang. Like, remember when they try to make it look like Halle Berry wasn't cute? Like, they try to make it look like she couldn't level up to, um... Robin. Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm looking at two bad bitches. What are y'all talking about? But I guess TV Land. Classic, is weird. classic in that movie. I love it. <laughs> um, but Tony talks about, oh, not me though. My ass is perfect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guys start laughing and whatever. And she's like, wait, time out. Why are y'all laughing? And mm. she's like, if I'm not a ten, then who's a ten? Mm-hmm. And at first they don't answer, but she asks again, and they say, Miss. Bad bitch herself, Halle Berry. Halle gang, Berry, gang. Halle Berry. Hey, 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 Halle Berry. Hey, hey, Halle Berry. <laughs> but Halle Berry's like, she's been hot all this time. Yeah. Like, I mean, high key, she still is the standard. Yeah. After all these years, you know, some people, you know, it takes time for them to glow up. She's always glowed mm-hmm. and she's still glowing. There wasn't a glow up Hallie. She came on the scene, even when she was a crackhead, like, he was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that with your chest? Man, Halle Berry, after all these years, still got it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, we want Halle Berry. We want a Halle Berry that can cook and clean, be a freak in the sheets. I'm like, listen, Halle wouldn't take none of y'all. Exactly. That's number one. And number two, William is like, Every time they say something, he goes, like my mother. Hey, Halle Berry, we're talking about a Halle Berry that cooks, like my mama. Mm. Oh, yeah, and cleans. Hey, like my mama. <laughs> and is adventurous in bed. Well, daddy did die a happy man. <laughs> and I'm like, that was little nugget that the writers were putting in. You know, these niggas want... To show wanna... he's a mama boy? Mama's boy? Well, that, and on a wider scale, niggas want their mom who they can just fuck. Like a bitch who's their mom. Oh my god, that is so gross. Way, I mean, the way you just said it. Sorry. Right. 
oh, they want to fuck their moms, okay. And girls want to fuck their dads? Yeah, no, because none of them girls like, oh, like my dad. Yeah, nobody says that in this episode, but in real life, do some women be like, well, my dad provided for me and I want a guy who can do the same or is like this or has this kind of quality? Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's the same for both. Not not across the board, though. It's not 100% for every single person on this earth, but... It's, it's It can be the same for women sometimes. Yeah, they can have that complex too. Mm. I just feel like Halle Berry, like, she ain't gonna fuck with y'all. Plus, if, if you want a Halle Berry that can cook and clean, no, because Halle Berry is, she ain't gonna be, no Halle Berry looking woman is gonna be at home cleaning and cooking for you. She's gonna be out <laughs> getting it. Like, she's gonna be out here making herself seen. Not, not staying in the house doing all that shit for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what y'all looking for. And, and Alice... He he, low key says that later in the episode towards Joe. He does, yeah. He does. So yeah, yeah. But um, so after the party, after the dinner party wraps up, Joan and Ellis are cleaning up, and Ellis Ellis is kind of wilding in this scene. Um, what happens? Joan and Ellis are cleaning up, and then Joan is like, "So what's up? Like, what you really trying to rape me or whatever?" And then Ellis is like, child, you know, we just was out here joking or whatever. He's trying to change the subject and finagle his way out of it. And then Joe is like, nah, like, I mean, everybody got a number, right? And then he goes. At first he says a nine. And I'm like, okay. And she's excited too. She's like, really? And he's like, yeah, baby, you're a nine. And she's like, really though? For real? He's like, yeah, you're a nine. He keeps saying that. So then she goes, well, come on now. If Halle Berry is a 10, (laughs) then what am I? Like, for real, like all honesty, I want you to be able to say whatever you want around me. And he goes, okay. So if Halle is a 10 and we're not counting for like personality or intelligence, just straight up looks. She's like, yeah. He goes, okay, then a five. And, (laughs) and Joan's reaction is like, someone just like, Someone just vacuumed all the air out of her body. Her eyes look cold, shocked. She doesn't know what to say. And Ellis walks away and he turns and looks at her ass and slaps it and goes, actually, five and a half. The way my <laughs> What jaw, do you think of this? The way my fucking jaw dropped. I cannot believe this motherfucker. Is he out of his fucking and mind? And he's so confident. He does not feel like he did anything wrong. He feels so like, yep. You're a five, and that's totally fine. You're a five. And he walks away. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I do care if you think she's a five and a half. I really do. Because she's really not. Are you just going to say that and be like, and think she's going to be cool with that? And she's I- supposed to be okay with that. And also, it's like, um, number one, she actually isn't. Like, are you blind? Like... And he saw also, nothing wrong with what he said. You got the audacity <laughs> when she done had honeys like um oh boy who was twenty two honey sex addict nigga honey what's this other light skinned nigga she was fucking with oh the uh the restaurant owner a forty seven yeah yeah a forty seven nigga yeah that yeah. nigga and then the dude the lawyer played by Dwayne Martin um, Preston Hall. I ain't gonna put him in a oh, honey. Come on. I'm not gonna put him in a honey character. But yeah, he looked better than Alice. 2001. <laughs> Dwayne Martin. <laughs> okay, we 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 can put him in there. Okay. 
happy that's why this conversation see this is how it looked like it feel like this is how i felt when i was watching passing and like you don't see how hot Dwayne martin is but i see it so i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you're like the white people in that movie who can't see tessa's features (laughs) they 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 see me one of the shit like huh you don't see them them ethnic ass features but yeah i would be lying if i'm putting him with um them niggas that i just named but if we want to talk about how Dwayne martin absolutely is more attractive than ellis yes we can put him in, in yeah. there <laughs> we can agree on that oh my god is, uh... yeah you're right i mean ellis is really bottom of the barrel when it comes to the dudes that Jonas had previously so I don't even know why he acting like that maybe because he think he an actor he don't gotta adhere to those rules he thinks his his fame and money is gonna be the thing that makes him hot I guess but like he said right let's take away whatever status look personality intelligence oh take away personality and intelligence yeah and straight up on a physical level um nigga uh, what what <laughs> so the next day jones at at the lunch spot telling the girls about ellis's rating and lynn's like what with all that booty that's what i said and jones said that's how i got the half (laughs) you could have gave her all full point for that (laughs) oh my god i'm done and maya's like if you're a five then i must be a seven i'm like that don't even make sense right like what what the fuck the math ain't math then come on and joan looks like she's gonna cry and maya's like girl i'm just playing well in my book you're a 10 and joan's like well i don't want to look good to you maya i want to look good to ellis mm-hmm. and joan's like i'm so far away from being a 10 i may as well let the hair grow where it wants to or why don't you just get another boyfriend that's what i'm saying why not trade him out why change yourself mm, preach because I'm sure other dudes don't believe in that rating. I'm sure. I, 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 can, I can bet money on it, Joan. You can call your other ex-boyfriends um, and ask them. Hmm. No? Don't I, do that? I, okay. I, I wouldn't call them niggas. Yeah, no, no, don't fuck with them niggas. Get, get another nigga. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them niggas. <laughs> and then Lynn's like, well, your ass is at least alone a 20. And Joan's like, Lynn, you're way too obsessed with my ass. Mm. And Lynn's like, calm down. I don't want you you're a five <laughs> i'm dead i like that joke that's why i had to i had to tell it because that was that was a funny joke <laughs> but tony tries to like empower joan shower her with compliments look at me joan you're beautiful stunning exquisite gorgeous honey we can't let these men screw us up you're a 10 we're all 10s and that's the end of the scene not yet they all fine saying? that's a fact they all fine it's it's, it's just yeah. weird like i said before you have four attractive women and you're trying to make one the ugly one. It's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, the next scene, Tony's back at that parking lot again. This white boy is in some type of uh, sports car, right? I'm not good with the yeah, cars. Yeah, it's a convertible. Yes, yeah, so, something like that. Something like that. The, the girls and the boys know what it is. And he's sitting down. He's talking on the phone. Tony comes out and she's kind of like, oh, I'm a little close to his car, but whatever. So she opens the door, closes the door, and he goes, hey. Tell me you did not just tap my right. Dude, relax. There's no damage. It was just a tap. And then he goes, well, 
Well, then open up your car door so you can see the paint of my car on your car door. And it's mm-hmm. always like, um, no, nigga, you dumb. And then she starts walking away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then this motherfucker grabs her arm and then he goes, bitch, I said open the damn door. Yeah, why he had a bitch? We said bitch. I'm like, wait, what? And you got your hands on? You must be looking for a death wish, motherfucker. Are you out of your fucking mind? You don't even know what she got on her. The fucking mace should have been out. Nigga. The, what is it, a taser? Nigga, I will grab anything can be a weapon, bitch. I pick up one of them b- bricks from the ground and knock your head over with it, motherfucker. Mm. You got me fucked up. That was crazy, especially that white on black violence. You know that's some racist shit they did that. Uh-huh. The only reason why he felt the need mm. that he could be so motherfucking aggressive is because she's black and he's white. We said what the fuck we said. Gang, 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 bitch. Mm-hmm. Period. It's an observation. <laughs> anyway, what happens next? <laughs> and then Todd comes <laughs> da, da, da. and saves the day. And then he punches the nigga in his face, gets the nigga's arms, has it behind his back, and he's like, apologize to the lady. He's like, bro, 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 you can, you can cut it out. <laughs> And he goes, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> bro, bro. No, you. I like the way you said it because you made it seem like Top put extra bass in his voice like a pool job. <laughs> That's what it was giving like, me. He knew Tony was watching, so he like, let me, let me. <clears throat> <laughs> a pool job. <laughs> That's what it was giving me. It was giving me. Remember that guy who used to be like, um, you a fool if you remember that black guy that big oh pity the fool uh uh mr t mr t very much mr, mr. t, t. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah todd came by save the fucking day puts the dude in the face and the stomach mm-hmm. and he he runs off now i don't know where the dude went because he was in his car hanging out he ain't have nowhere to be so he just runs off i guess Mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. fix his face or whatever mm-hmm. if i was tony i would move my car in case that nigga come back and try to fuck up your car i don't know what she oh yeah that's a good point i ain't think of that yeah cash i ain't think of that i would i would move never the car. park there again what if that's her parking spot mm, we don't know that we don't know much about the situation so i don't know but yes that's a that's a smart thing because he could come back with with people he could steal your car, scratch it, shoot up the tires. I don't know. Yeah, he probably tried to fuck up the car. Mm-mm, I ain't got time. Mm-mm. But um, she thanks Todd for what he did. And um, he asks her if she's all right. She says, yes. Thanks for coming to my rescue. And he goes, well. That's what here every woman wants. A man to protect her, make her feel secure. Too bad I'm so short. And he drops the mic and he walks off. <laughs> it was so cringy. <laughs> Leaving Tony looking pensive, I was like, "Damn, damn, Todd, you had to, <laughs> you had to say all that. You had to make her feel bad after you just saved her life." <laughs> you know what? I knew that he was gonna he was gonna put that in there. I had a feeling he was when they started talking after. I knew that, and it was kind of cringy. Like to Adams, it shy. was cringy. It, I cringed a little bit. Yeah, that was my initial reaction when he said that. I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought it was, um, I thought it was cool. Okay. But, you know, let's move on. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, shit, whatever. Um, so Tony shows up at Joan's office unannounced, of course, as usual. And Joan's like, what are you doing here? 
And she's like, I'm here because I miss you. But it's a lie. She's there because she wants to tell Joan that she thinks she's falling in love with Dr. Too Little. And that was good. It's actually, it's good. Dr. Shorty's good too. But that was a good one. Yeah, that Too Little, the play on Doolittle. I love it. Chef kisses (laughs) for the creativity. (laughs) And Joan's like, wait, what? And she gets up. She got to get the girlfriends on deck. So she runs over to um, to Maya in the reception area. She gets Maya, brings her in. And she tells Maya that Tony fell in love with Pocket Doc. That's another good one. Oh, I like that one. Travel size Because he can in your doc. pocket because he's so little. Uh, Tony doesn't like the fact that she's in love with this guy. She feels like it's a problem. She doesn't ever want him to find out how she feels. And Joan's like, listen... If you're really in love, then it shouldn't matter. And Tony's like, it just can't work. Because if we get married and we have kids, they'll be short. That's not necessarily true, Tony. Yeah, because I've seen Little People Big World and two little people made three normal-sized kids. (laughs) You watch that show? (laughs) They did. I have watched that show before. Yeah. They have three normal-sized kids. One of them's little, but three... Two little people made three average-sized kids. So it's never... You never know what kind of things he has. His ancestors might have been tall people or what. Yeah, in the gene pool. You know, it could pop up. Yeah. Sometimes it skips a generation. Mm -hmm. And then you see it. Your kid's playing for the Lakers. You never know. (laughs) But she's really afraid of, uh, of them getting made fun of in school. Then in school, he'll always be picked glass for kickball, which will cause him pain and anger until he explodes in a violent crime spree. And then in prison, because he's so little, he'll have to be some muscle-bound killer's bitch, okay? Mm. And she's like, I can't have that for my baby. And that's when William comes in like somebody was talking to him. Who's that babies? Babies? Who's pregnant? Bitch, get out. <laughs> get the fuck out, William. Like, ain't nobody calling you. <gasps> that's what I'm saying. But they're like, yo, nobody, um, not me, not me, not me. So then, since none of them are, he goes, oh my God, Lynn, where's Lynn? And he goes, just so you all know, it's not my baby. Him and Lynn had that friends with benefits situation, so he's letting them know that it's not his kid, even though Lynn's not even pregnant, so I don't know. But Joan tells him that Tony's in love with Todd, and he's like, oh, pocket doc, yeah. And he agrees with Tony not wanting to date him because he's short. The competition for women in this town is hard enough for a big strapping guy like me. You start letting short guys into the game, I could end up warming the bench with the fatties and the mama's boys. Boy, what are you worried about? You got a woman. Damn straight, because I'm tall. Mm. I mean, do you think that's a good reason to not date somebody? If they got everything else together? Yeah, I do. Oh, damn. I do. I mean, it is what it is, my nigga. Niggas do this shit all the time. They'll find somebody who they like, but, oh, nah, she ugly or whatever, whatever. Girl, it is what it is. (laughs) Damn, what if this is your one chance at true love? You'll find another one. Please. Really? You think think all these dudes that you just find one on the street like, like she did? He'll be fine. Like, is that easy? It's not a fucking, um, it's not the lottery, bro. Like, he'll be okay. Find a nigga who's that and at least, like, 5, 10, 6 feet, something. The fuck? Let me see how how, how tall this actor is. I gotta, I gotta see. Because we need to know. We need to know these things. <laughs> What's his so real name? So we can have a, a, a marker here. Where do they put the heights? Oh, on the Wikipedias. Oh, damn. 
How tall is no he? No way. How tall is he? Hold on, let me just make sure. Cause Jill Marie ain't even that tall, and she be towering over him. Okay, let me just read this off. Jason's dream of playing professional football for the New York Giants was prematurely cut short at birth when he was born to parents five five and four eleven. At five seven, he's five seven. That's what it's telling me. And being Tom Cruise and Gene Kelly height, Jason decided to pursue other passion. His other passion, acting. It says he's 5'7". I don't believe that. So how tall is Jill Marie? Let's Google that. Because she looked like she'd be towering <sighs> over him. I'm confused. And she gave it me like 5'7". I can seven. imagine that Jill's taller because she's like model model height. Which, model height for women's over 5'7". Like 5'9". Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It says she's 5'8". Yeah, that's, that's, you know. These- but with heels on, she goes up to what? 5'10". Yeah can't be that much so that that would look weird yeah that's a no for me this is hard you know i see i watch this and i'm like oh you know tony likes this guy she really is feeling this dude why throw the baby away with the bathwater? <laughs> and here's another thing when you start compromising on niggas when that nigga start acting stupid you're gonna be like motherfucker you're not even my fucking type and you acting dumb like <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> Yeah, then when you get mad, it's like, you short piece of shit. You short piece of shit. I was compromising because of your bitch ass and you got the nerve. I should put your paycheck above my head or some (laughs) shit. (laughs) With your wallet. Like, yeah, girl. I mean, do what y'all want to do. For me, it's it's a no. Yeah, listen, I know some listeners are like, well, my man, we've been together for such and such amount of time. And he reached out to my titty. Girl, I'm gonna stand beside him because I know how you girls like to tussle. So I'm good. Do what you want to do. Well, let me move off this subject before I talk myself into a hole. Do what y'all want to do, though. That's on you, though. So you know what? We'll move to the next scene. But Tony gets an idea of how she's going to fix this situation. She says she's gonna try to fall in love with a tall man. Well, she says she's gonna go do it. That's why I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna go fall in love with a tall man, and I'm like. I, if you could just fall in love with a tall guy, you could have been did that. Right. If it's that easy, you could have been did that. Hang out near some basketball courts, could have been did that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're at the uh, the lounge, the blue bar. And when we get to this scene, it's John fucking Sally. Hey, John, a.k.a. the hacker from Bad Boys. Fletcher. Is he in Bad Boys? Oh, yeah, he's in Bad Boys and he's in L.A.'s Finest. Yeah, He plays Fletcher. Yes. But yes. most notably... Before all the acting and stuff, he played in the NBA. He was on the Pistons, the Lakers, the Bulls, and now he's trying to be an actor. And he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's been on a lot of TV shows, so good for him. It's working out. Mm -hmm. Um, His character on this show is... You remember what it is? (laughs) No. What's his character? Byron. Yeah. (laughs) Byron. And Tony starts off the scene making tall jokes about this dude. You better stick to just one, Byron. You know what they say about drinking at high altitudes. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting because, okay, you're making fun of Todd for being short. You're making fun of this guy for being tall. Mm-hmm. She can't decide on what she wants. Mm-hmm. And he alludes to the fact that he gets all these jokes all the time. Like, he, these are all normal jokes and he's kind of like sick of it. Yeah. But Tony's really trying to close a deal with this guy on the first date. So she's working on hyperspeed, and she's like, Let's see. You're tall, you're black, 
and you chose stockbroking over basketball. Talk about your back career moves. <laughs> he says, listen, just because I'm tall and black doesn't mean I got to play basketball. And she's like, oh, okay. So that means you just don't got no game. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. And she laughs in his face and continuously hits him on the left shoulder like she punches him. And she did that at the beginning um, with, with Todd, too. Mm-hmm when they were doing their little back and forth. So it's kind of like, a, it feels like she's projecting, like she's making jokes about this guy's height and she's hitting him, how she would do with Todd. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously. She wants that same um, banter. Right, right. And she's trying to kind of punch it out of him. And he's like, <laughs> not really giving. And he's like, uh, Tony, you seem kind of hostile. Is something wrong? She's like, yeah. She accuses him of not wanting to have fun. She keeps hitting him, egging him on. She keeps saying, take your best shot. At first, I didn't know what she meant by that. Did you? No, I thought she meant, like, um, join in on her cutting each other's ass. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think she meant... I thought she meant at first, like, hit me, baby, one more time. Mm-hmm. Like, hit me with a sign. Hit me with hit me with uh, honesty. Hit me with that. You know, I didn't know she really meant a punch. Yeah, that was... But... That was kind of weird. It was weird. I think that yeah. whole last uh scene from her talking about oh yeah hit me hit me to the point where he actually hits her in her arm and then she hit the whole thing is weird like whose idea was that yeah that's so out of (laughs) (laughs) it's so out of character for her to the writer uh gloria ketterer my bad gloria we're just confused on that part yeah yeah. we we love you you. any writer that writes for the show and made it made it great we're just confused on that one part that's it yeah like i don't I don't know. She's like, if you're gonna if you're gonna date me, you gotta be able to go there with me. Come on, work with me. I'm just trying to have a little fun. Don't you wanna have a little fun? Huh? Turn up the heat. Go ahead. Take your best shot at me. What? You heard me, take your best shot. I'm a big girl, I can take it. Hit me. So you're into that? Yes, I love it. So he pulls back and we don't actually see the connection. Mm-hmm. They they cut off right before. Yeah, but he was definitely aiming for her head in the that scene. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, they're talking about he hit her arm in the next scene. Um, and then she said she fell and her hit, hit her head. And that's why she got the ice on her, on her head. Shout please. Yeah, so the next scene, she's at Joan's house on the couch with a bag of peas on her head. And she's explaining it all, just like we said. And Maya said, you know what? God's trying to tell you something. Love is a gift from God, Etsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Well, no, Tony says she knows how to fix this situation. And they're like, how? She's like, I'm going to sleep with Todd. And I'm like, bitch, why are you jumping to the to the middle of the relationship? Like, yeah. y'all haven't had dinner yet. Yeah. And what was her like, reasoning? She said Dennis a rap. I'm trying to get rid of the man and sex is the quickest way I know to kill a romance. Is it? I don't know. I, think I that, ain't never heard that. Yeah, I ain't never heard that shit like that before in my entire life. News to me. Well, she said for her, nothing cuts out romantic feelings better than me sweating and worrying about my edges snatching back. I guess. Whatever works for you. (laughs) Uh, Everything's weird. She wants dudes to punch her. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, what? I was about to say, like, this whole five minutes was kind of like, ooh, what's going on here? I don't get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit out of character, but um, later on at Joan's house, uh, we get a knock on the door from Ellis. He comes to the door. 
And he has a nerve to when she opens the door, say, hey, baby, and leans in for a kiss. And Joan just turns and walk away because she he rated her a five and a half. Mm-hmm. He's like, I brought your favorite donuts. And she's like, oh, well, let me scarf those down. You could have a girlfriend who's a four and a half. Oh, no, wait, you know what? I got haagen in the freezer. I could be a two. Oh, no, wait. Why stop there? I might as well just eat everything in the fridge and I could be a big fat zero. Shout out to Haagen-Dazs. That ice cream is top three. Yeah, I was like, hey, what y'all trying to do? It's too cold to be eating ice cream. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, on a scale of one to, to ten of all the girls I want to date, you're, you're the only perfect ten. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like we said earlier, he's like, I would never want to date Halle Berry. You know how un- uncomfortable that would be to be around someone who's that beautiful? <laughs> Which is a like a diss to Joan, pretty much. Backhanded compliments, sure. Yeah. And Joan kind of gives him a face like, what? And he's like... But, but it'd be weird, huh? Weird to have all these guys always checking out your girlfriend. <laughs> Not that guys don't check you out. He just can't land on the right statement. He just can't catch the beat. And Ellis is like, you know what? I'm just going to leave, grab my toothbrush, and never come back. I'm like, okay. Cool. But then they start back the conversation, and Joan says, well, you know, you're no um, Denzel, right? And he's shocked. He's really shocked that he's not comparable to Denzel. No. Not even close. He don't got Denzel's money. He don't look like Denzel. He don't got the talent. I think he's just banking on the fact that Denzel's older and then that's going to just deteriorate his looks when he's aging like fine wine. Well, this was also 20 years ago when, yeah, he was older, but... Well, yeah, we're talking about 2002 Denzel. Yeah, he wasn't terrible looking. That was that was training day, right? How old was Denzel then? 30? Yeah, no. that was training day. 35? 30, nah. 35? He was 40? Hold on. Denzel 6-1, by the way. I just Googled it. I saw it. Okay. Um, the genetic gods had spoken. He was 46. 45, 46. Really? Yeah, actors age slower. Interesting. Black actors. Black actors. Yeah, black don't crack. I mean, shout out, shout out to uh, Angela Bassett. <laughs> okay. And Gabby and all these other girls. Um, Yeah, interesting. Yeah. No, he wasn't given 40s. He was giving mid-30s for me. Interesting. But, um... Ellis tries to diminish Denzel's hotness by saying, The man has a double chin hmm? and four kids. Are you telling me I'm not as hot as a guy who has four kids and two chins? Bro, he didn't birth those kids. He was fat. <laughs> Denzel had a pop belly. I don't think so. Nah, Ellis is trying to be a hater. <laughs> it's not like he's going to gain baby weight. That, and where are he getting the two chins from? <laughs> he's just a hater. So we're left with uh, uh, Ellis being upset that he don't look like Denzel, like at all. And uh, we're at Tony's apartment. Yeah, so Tony has just finished sleeping with Todd. Surprising. Yes. And then you see the camera pan up. You see his legs are shorter than hers. And (laughs) the height difference. (laughs) Which is kind of weird because he's actually laying a little higher than her. Yeah. So they kind of made it seem a little dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. But she gets... She, she's holding his hand. She's looking at him and she's in love. You can see it because she, she looks at him and she also caresses his cheek or something or his lips or something. But he's asleep and she gets out of bed and she goes to the, um, the foot of the bed and she prays. And she thanks God for bringing this wonderful man into her life, no matter how short he is. Mm. 
Dang. See? You never know, man. Mm. Your man could be 5'7". Telling you, Etsy. Yikes. How tall are you? I'm 5'7". Just don't wear heels. <laughs> <laughs> so the heels going to add I mean, an extra what? four to five inches. So I'm Damn, be, you're taller than me. So I'm going to be 5'10". <laughs> I'm, I mean, cool. But like, if you can't deny love is what I'm saying. Like, No, I'm begging. Tony, I'm going to be 5'10". I said four to five inches, right? I'm going to be damn near six feet. Wait, what? What's your, what's your kind of heels you be wearing? Let's say four inches. Four plus seven. Five eleven. Five eleven. I'm an inch away from six feet? Oh, hell no. <laughs> it needs to be six feet and up. And up. For me, okay, don't come at me because I know how you girls like to tussle. Don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion. Well, well, you know how they got Sierra's prayer? Well, this is Tony's prayer. Mm-hmm. Dear God, first off, I want to thank you with all of my heart for bringing true love into my life. After Greg, I... I never knew I could feel so happy. Hmm. Of course, because you are an all-knowing God, I don't have to tell you that this love came in a slightly smaller package than I was expecting. However, because you are a merciful God, please give me the strength to accept this wonderful little man for who he is and overlook his one flaw and that's when she looks up at todd and he farts in her bed and he goes and she's like oh make that two flaws is that a flaw if you fart no it's not a flaw but i think it's just like the way it was done like farting in the sleep <laughs> mm. anywho uh the final final scene is actually really weird there is a dream sequence of Joan and Alice, and they're both in fat suits with that nutty professor makeup that Eddie Murphy had on. <laughs> I didn't know how to describe it, but that's perfect. <laughs> and then they both in the kitchen and they open up the fridge and they just stuff in their face with food. And then it snaps back to like real life, present day. And Joan starts working out like really hard. <laughs> In the middle of her bedroom. Yeah, in the middle of her bedroom. And then Ella starts working out, too. And she's like, did you have the same dream that I did? And he's like, yeah. And then they both just start going hard. But... <laughs> Yo, that scene where they're stuffing each other's mouth with food and whipped cream. And oh, that shit looked nasty. Not because they're big. Not at all. It's Not just that. a lot of food. But he, yeah, that and like, they're like kissing while the food's in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, Oh, and then Ellis eats a rib, eats like a piece of ribs, and then he eats a Krispy Kreme donut right after. Mm -hmm. He mix in the two taste. Those tastes don't go together. Mm -hmm. They don't go together. But yeah, that that was actually gross. <laughs> but that's the end of the uh, the episode. Um, and I, yeah, it was very interesting. I, I I liked the conversation that came about. But now we've reached our oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy, what is the moment of this episode that made you go, oh hell yes? My oh hell yes moment was when <laughs> little Todd came through and saved the day. Okay, Todd with the big nigga energy. You better come through and save the day. <laughs> so that was your oh hell yes moment? Him coming in and saving the day and punching that dude in the face? Yes, minus him talking about too bad I'm short. It was, it was cringy. <laughs> 
Yo, so that's my oh hell yes moment when he was like, uh, yeah, so that's what women want, huh? Someone to protect them, to feel secure. Too bad I'm so short. And he don't even wait for her answer or nothing. Oh boy, just walks away. He don't even need to hear her answer. Because he know what she thinking. He had to follow up with nothing else. And that really is big dick energy. He may not, I don't know if he got a big dick, but he got the energy for the real. Energy. <laughs> that's my oh hell yes moment. For real, for real. And that's it. So um, no, no tweets. I know you guys are waiting, but no one really says anything about these episodes. Just in general that Tony's really going hard on this short thing with um, Todd and that it's really rude. So mm-hmm. it is. It's kind of rude. But whatever. She's in love now. And that's all that matters. Right? Yay! Shout out to them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see their relationship evolve. It will. I, I haven't watched it this way um, week to week like this in years. <laughs> Usually it's like, uh, you know, it's on TV and you get to see parts of it. Like they show you like different parts, but to see it grow week to week to week is going to be interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you up on that. And uh, make sure you go on our uh, any podcast platform that you listen to us on and rate, review, subscribe. And hit us up on Twitter. What's our Twitter, Etsy? At Hell Yes Girl. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, we love to chat. People always throw me questions. Um, I, I'm the admin for that. And I try to answer the questions as best as I can. But next week's episode is called Santa v. Monica. So, uh, yes, it is a Christmas episode. And yes, we are nearing the holidays. So we're try- we're going to try to make it kind of festive. Maybe add some uh, some sleigh bells to the episode. I don't know. Whatever you guys, whatever you guys want, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so happy holidays. We'll say it next time. But um, yeah, thank you for listening. And please join us next week as we talk about Santa V. Monica. And until then, I am Nettie Smith. And I am at zero. And we'll see you next time. Bye.